Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Ballet's here. A crazy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Blaze. Ooh, some kind of voice you got there. Sound like the Phantom. You could call me that. So you got a name, Phantom? Call me Evil. Well, listen, Mr. Evil, uh, do you have a vote for the top song of the year? Just a New Year's resolution. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. I'm going to kill someone you know. Someone close to you. Well, we're really off to an interesting start, aren't we? Crazy trips must be a full moon. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. (laughs) It was fun. That's right, folks, another calendar year is behind us as we all can finally close out 2025. I mean, 2023, what the hell is time anymore? I'll look at them later. And what better way to ring in the new year than by trying to hit every U.S. time zone in the same night to ring in the new year multiple times and commit a murder in each of those time zones? What's that? You had questions about that last thing I said? Well, then you should definitely stick around for some answers, as tonight, the dolls ring in the new year with 1980's New Year's Evil. And now, the dolls of horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And Jamie, Christmas spooky season is over. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed I held that that long. I know. (laughs) But guess what? It is New Year's spooky season. A smaller, a smaller season for sure. Um, yeah. Not as many options out there. I will say that, but we do got we do got a option. Well, that's all right because there's not as many days for it either. True. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done Terror Train for New Year's Eve, and we have done Bloody New Year for New Year's Eve. Now it's time to tackle New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. Girl, when's the first time you saw this movie? Gosh, um, I probably saw this one actually like maybe like three years ago or something, oh. maybe four years ago. So I was kind of late to the game on this one. I don't know why. Um, it is like the movie I think about when I think of New Year's like horror movies. But yeah, like maybe like four years ago, I'd probably say just um, decided it was finally time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> For me. This is another one of those cases, and I'm finding this has happening a lot in my life where I'd always thought I'd seen this sooner than I actually did. I think I was getting this one confused with Christmas Evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Evil's in the name, and it's a right. holiday movie. Right. And it's same season of a holiday as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So I saw this, I don't know, five years ago or something when oh, okay. it got this um, 
Blu-ray re-release. And I said, oh, I love this movie. I have to have it, even though I don't have a Blu-ray player. So I bought it. And I didn't get to watch it on Blu-ray until like last year. But mm -hmm. I watched it on YouTube or whatever. And I was like, wait, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens, especially when we go through as many horror movies as we do. Sometimes <laughs> they do kind of like blend together where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that. And then I'm like, nope, nope, don't know that. <laughs> I will say this. Some scenes looked familiar. So I think perhaps maybe I saw this when I was flipping through channels when I was a kid, maybe. Sure. Yeah. But not the whole movie and only a, a couple of scenes like the dressing room scene in the beginning. I vividly remember her robe and her jewelry and, and all that stuff. But I don't think I stuck around for the rest. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's been happening more and more. As I'm watching these movies and doing my homework, I'm realizing the first time I saw this actually was was not a long time ago like I had originally thought. Yeah, well, especially, I think it's especially hard with, like, the 80s ones like this or, you know, because it's so, like, it it's so retro, right? Every mm -hmm. It makes you almost, like, it tricks you into thinking that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I have nostalgia for this. I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Man. no, actually, I haven't. No, yeah. it's just, it's retro, but I don't have nostalgia for it. I did not see this already. <laughs> I wish I did, though, because this is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I know. Where have you been all my life, New Year's Evil? <laughs> basically. Basically. Okay. So, for those of you who have not seen New Year's Evil from 19, 1980, right? I think so. Yeah. Here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. During a New Year's Eve celebration in Los Angeles, a disc jockey receives a phone call saying that when the New Year strikes in each time zone, somebody will be murdered. Ooh. Well, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and a little troublesome, I mean, for her. For her, yeah, and for the people that right. uh, get in the way. <laughs> also, because they're out, the people, the victims are out partying, so they're not really at home watching her show, so they have no idea what's going on. They're trying to say goodbye to the last year, you know? Like, yeah, no. Their mind is not on, like, stay alive. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the point of the evening. No. I mean, ultimately, I guess it's the point of the evening, but we're not really thinking about it. <laughs> Isn't that the point of every day, honestly, though? True, true. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up every day and say, you know, can we just stay alive this one day, please? Yeah, yeah. You know, every every day that I breathe another breath, I'm like, okay, that was success. I did it. <laughs> that, that happened. Okay. <laughs> All righty. This one was directed by Emmett Alston, also written by Emmett Alston and Leonard Neubauer. Uh, Leonard had passed away at 95 years old in 2011, oh. so he had a good long run. Yeah, definitely. Yep, and they gave us this movie, so there was that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Starring Roz Kelly, Rip Niven, Grant Kramer, and Jed Mills. I loved our cast. I can't wait to talk about these guys. <laughs> but, as always, let's jump right on in with our favorite kill. Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. I love these. I had, like, Four, and I had to narrow it down. Oh, I have one for sure that was my winner. All right. Well, go on. It's probably uh, the same one. <laughs> as always, I'm so bad at names, character names. So 
I kept on calling her Stella because she what? was like the disco girl, you know, oh, yeah. and like Stella is such a disco girl name. It I don't is. know if you've seen Detroit Rock City, but like the rockers call the disco girl Stella's. Um, so I'm like, Stella, that's her name. And no, it's not. Anyway, our disco girl, I loved her, by the way, the blonde girl. Yeah. And she gets lured in by this smoke. You know, he has like a bag of of smoke. I think it's tobacco. It didn't look like weed, but whatever it was, he's like, hey, I got this. Check it out. Smell it. And she goes to smell it. And then he like puts the bag over her head and, uh, you know, like uh, suffocates her. It's beautiful how it looks. It's one of the more like hands-on kind of kills. We yeah. see a little bit more of it than some yeah. of the others. And I just thought it was beautiful. She looked great in that bag. <laughs> yeah, man. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> I get it though. If somebody has them, they like smell, and you're like, oh, hey. And then no matter it. what they're telling you to smell, you're going to sniff it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a smell on that bag? Okay. Let's see what you got. Right. <laughs> okay. I like that one as well because I thought it was hilarious. And me being the anti drug person that I am, I'm like, just say no. <laughs> but she wasn't my winner. Oh my God. This is so exciting. Okay. See, thing is, does this even count? Okay. My winner is Richard, you know, daddy, mm -hmm. oh, as he jumps and because he kills himself. So does that count as a kill? It's a death. I think we could call it, call it a kill. We'll um, allow I, it. I had jotted it down in my initial okay. notes. So, yes, we'll count it. We'll allow it. And I love it because not because of the death itself, but the aftermath. And his, he has a beautiful corpse. He's all twisted up. It's amazing. It is really nice. Did you have any honorable mentions? I didn't actually. For me, it was like Disco Girl all the way. Awesome. Awesome. And don't you just love it? Their formula in this one where you see the killer right away, right? So you know who it is, but you don't really know who he is. I think that's so fun. It's so fun. It's so brilliant. And then there's that twist and more twists. Oh, I can't wait to get to your twists. I know you have a list. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some twist for sure. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Awesome. Um, I do want to give an honorable mention to the Crawford Sanitarium nurse as she gets stabbed. You don't really see her so much get killed necessarily, but I loved it the way it was cut away with the New Year's Eve parties. Yeah, no, and I actually liked that whole scene. It was such a cautionary tale, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like, hey, if you have somebody show up and they're like, I'm your new coworker, want to get drunk and screw? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe you should put on the brakes just for a minute and be like, do you have a, like, ID? Like, can I see your, like, your work ID? I've never seen you here before. Really? Also, like, I'm pretty girl. sure that's a sexual harassment violation. Oh, where yeah. is HR in the sanitarium? That's all I'm say. saying. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. irresponsible HR department. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks. Man, were there. Yowza. I have one, two, three. I narrowed it down to four. I have f a five like lingering in my mind too that I probably have to mention. And that was me cutting it down, trimming down the list. I mean, technically I narrowed it down to three, but one is kind of a, a cheat. I, you'll see. You'll see. We'll allow it. Okay. So since you have more than I do, I'll let you go first with your winner. 
Okay. So my winner, and God, it was hard to choose because yeah. there were a lot of looks that I liked, a lot of things caught my eye. Um, but I have to give it to um, Blaze's leopard print like jacket that she was wearing. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like blazer ish, but it's longer, you know. Mm -hmm. And she wore it with that crazy like coral sparkly dress. Um, but the leopard print blazer, it's just I would wear that, and I really really loved it. So I know you'd rock that. That's It'd my so winner. Good. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, so my winner. <sighs> I mean, it's. <laughs> It's I'm so cheating, but I just couldn't pick. It's the entire band shadow. <laughs> the, all I of love them. it. Okay, I have their to say whole that band is a look in itself. It is. I almost wrote that down too. Actually, um, I love that at least two of them that I could see were wearing these pants that were covered in zippers. Like there were <laughs> zippers everywhere on them, and I'm like, that is awesome i have so many thoughts <laughs> oh yes i was so into it i was into the whole thing i just loved it so much and i tried to pick one specific look in the band and i just couldn't so i just said okay kind of cheating but it's all of them it's all of them it's got to be no we'll allow it i've done fashion moments before where it was like a whole like fashion moment you know i can't remember which movie it was but there was one where like the girls were like changing or getting clothes on and I, that was my whole fashion look was the whole scene sorority, <laughs> so we'll count it. sorority house massacre i think i think it was i think you're right I think and you're wasn't right. that you was that your first episode where you were an official member of yeah. dolls i think yep. so and yep. jesse made this great montage <laughs> <laughs> like with the music, you yes. put the music in it. It was so I good. I remember, yes. Oh, there's this montage music and it was great. I loved it so much. Oh, yes. I got to watch that one again just for the fashion. For sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so my next one, I figure we can just go back and forth. Of course. Uh, my next one, I think her name was Yvonne in the beginning. She's our first kill. Yeah. And um, oh my God, I would wear this too. I don't usually wear white. I like never wear white, but like she's wearing that white suit, you know, and she's got this orange mm -hmm. um, collared shirt underneath. And I loved that look. Loved, loved, loved it. It was so good. I loved it too. So cute. It's It was, it was such a look of that time you see it mm -hmm. when in these like you know i am woman hear me war roar moments of the 80s where everyone's wearing that look and i'm all for it every time i am too i would feel like i feel like uh i feel like i would just feel like i could take on the world if i yeah. was wearing that outfit that's why it's called a power suit exactly <laughs> okay so my next look is going to be <sighs> blaze in her, like like you said, her iridescent coral uh, was like red, yellow, orange all at the same time because it was iridescent. Skirt mm -hmm. tank dress thing she had going on. Was it a dress? Was it a skirt and top? I'm not sure. I think it was a skirt and top. With Completed with a black boa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was into look. it. Again, definitely a look of the time. Yes. Okay. Um, my next one is... Gosh, and I can't remember exactly when it was. So, um, the car of punks. Um, In the that opening? Is, yes. Um, when they get out, one of the girls is wearing these beautiful, tight-ass pink, like hot pink, like pink, pink, pink pants. Oh. And I want them. 
Yeah. They were like, they were almost like tights because they were that tight or like cigarette pants or whatever, but um, they were very, very pink and very tight and I loved them and I want to wear them. <laughs> I don't blame you. You could so rock those. Thanks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, my next one also comes kind of in the opening like yours and it's when our punks are at the ticket booth and I just called him the main punk. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing this leather jacket and he has the switchblade, <sighs> that jacket. Oh, my God, girl. Yes, 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 yes. So cool. So cool. And can I just say, there was a fashion mention in the credits, a wardrobe mention. Okay. So it reads. And so we, I have them to thank for my fashion moment. Special wardrobe for rock groups, courtesy of the store, Let It Rock in Hollywood. That place sounds like so awesome. That I did is... look it up online. I couldn't find it. I think it's out of business. I mean, it's only was... been 40 something years, but still. I was going to say, how awesome would it be if it's still around? But my guess is that it's probably not. It would be great if it still was because rock never goes out of fashion. And never. Uh-uh. They would just have to change their fashion with the time, of course. But no, it's not It's not around anymore. And that was kind of a bummer because if it was when I made my excursion to Los Angeles, I would have to go check it out. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I would be there for sure. Yeah, Did man. you have any more fashion moments? That's all I got that made my finals. Okay. I do have one more. Okay, I have two more. <laughs> Bear with Go me. for it, girl. Okay, so um, the girl, um, there's a the girl who gets away. She's in the car with him. Um, and she's wearing this purple sweater with like white lace yeah. on top. That was really fucking cute. And then the one that didn't quite make my list, but I have to mention it anyway. It's like they're at the Hollywood Hotline show, um, and it's in the mosh pit area, the dance area. There's this dude that looks like one of the Ramones, like <laughs> definitely looks like one of the Ramones with the hair and like the way he looks. And he's wearing like this crop top, like a like leather jacket and a crop top, like above his belly button. And I'm like, yes. Um, so extra mention to the Ramones ass looking dude in the crowd <laughs> where rocking a crop top. There were so many crowd looks, too, that I, I was picking out. Uh I went into fashion overload in my brain. I was like, you know. I did too. Like there again, I use little codes for my notes. So there are F's all over <laughs> my paper from fashion, like every little fashion thing that I noted. There was a lot. Man, girl. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. And I, I think I texted you. I said, I can't wait to talk about this movie. And I was thinking primarily of fashion moments. I know I actually had to like oh my god so this one I had to like stop it and rewind several times because I got so distracted by a look you know so I'd write it down and then I'm like okay I gotta go back I got really distracted by this look so I need to go back and see what I just missed <laughs> it's true it's true oh this I think this movie wins for fashion as far as overall agreed of this is why fashion categories exist yes and of all the movies we've done this one's got to be right up there with fashion it's up there. I'd have to really, really like think about it. If I, you know, I'd have to really think about it. But this one has some good ones. It would be contending with a few others, but I don't think not many. Not it's many. up there pretty high. Yeah, it is. All right. Good job, guys. Yeah. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. 
Oh my God, girl. I just read this my isn't... note. I made this note a week ago and I forgot I wrote this. Ooh, okay. Lay it on me. What, what did you write? During the sad mosh pit. Oh, I know it. It's when, they were, it's when they were like slow dancing and like swaying. Well, actually, it was when they were jostling each other around, but not very strongly. Okay, so they were just kind of yeah, they they were banging into each other, but it was more of a spastic bang. Anyway, <laughs> I called it a sad mosh pit. Um, about thirteen minutes in, there's this tall, slender guy, and he has this beautiful mop of curls. I kind of remember him. Yeah, yeah. he really stood out because he was so tall. Um, above all the other ones but yeah. yes go, guys go back to 13 minutes in and look at the sad mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> what do you got okay um so there were a lot of hair there, <laughs> there was a lot of hair yes. i'm just gonna leave it at that that's the yes. end of the sentence there was it's a lot true. of hair period um exclamation point exclamation point there was a lot of hair um that being said i picked two that i really liked um Shout out to Yvonne's beads in the beginning because there were so many in her hair. Um, I feel like they made noise when she when yeah. she was moving. Lots of them. Um, so that really caught my eye. But then um, my favorite, it's one of the nurses. Um, she's like this brunette one. And she there's a moment where she's walking down the hall and you can really see it well. Um, but anyway, brunette, and she has these perfect bangs, and it's, like, wavy at the bottom yeah. underneath her little hat. And it was so, so, so adorable, and I wish I could make my hair look like that. It was really cute. She was as cute as a button, and I bet you could. I bet you could. Maybe, yeah. If yeah. I did the bangs right and just kind of, yep. like, waved it down at the bottom, I could do it. Because you've perfected your waves. Like, you got some good waves now with a little hat. Totally yeah. could do that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I also noted Yvonne's braids and beads specifically because of the beads they were so all if you take a real good look at her beads they were all very unique yeah i paused and i was mm -hmm. looking at the beads it wasn't just the, the same bead over and over again each bead was a, a different bead and it was a great great look oh yeah every bead was unique yeah so good and i i've always loved that look Mm -hmm. So, in the sound they make when they walk, I love the jingle beads. I know, me I too. Know. Yeah, not no one wears beads like that anymore. I don't see it that anymore, and I missed it. Yeah, no. Yep, it's very rare. I have an honorable mention. Okay, Blaze's eyebrows. <laughs> they have the same purple hue as her cheeks. I love it. I love it too. I know I noticed that as well, but I didn't think to write that down. That's awesome. I was I was like, is that fashion? Is that hair? I think technically it could be hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about chest hairs, hair moments, and mustaches as hair moments. Why not eyebrows, huh? Why not? They're hair. Yes. Oh man. But like you said, this movie had had hair. Lots it of had it. hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Prop we would like to own. I brought something out from my dream. Where did you get that? My prop list just kept getting longer and longer. I did narrow it down to three items. I have two that I must have. They're, they're musts, musts. And one is really super duper obvious. But then I have two others I think that would just be fun. So... I think I just thought of an extra one that I didn't actually write on my final list, but I needed it. Anyway, okay. Take it away How with your we... winner. Okay, so my winner, 100%. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. 
Um, I want that Hollywood hotline neon pink lips sign. Yes. And I would have it in the background of every single video I did. It'd be yes. in the background of every single doll's recording. Um, yes. I seriously, I literally went on Amazon right away and was looking at neon hot pink lips, you know, and I was like, but it needs the Hollywood hotline on yep. it too. But that is my number one pick for sure. That's my number two pick for sure. Okay. Very close with number one. Honestly, my number one and number two could be a tie because I would be satisfied either way. Okay. okay. My winner, though, it's so obvious and so generic, and everyone knows, everyone knows, and everyone wants this. I don't care. Fight me. I want the mask, the last evil mask. It's good. It's so good. It's so good. And it is the image I think of when I see this, when I think of this movie, is just that mask. For sure. Kind of reminds me a little bit in just its features of the terror train mask. I was just going to say it really reminds me of Terror Train. A little bit. Also a New Year's movie, so there is that correlation too. Maybe that's also has something to do with why it reminds us of Terror Train. But I love the mask. I want the mask. I would display the mask proudly. I may or may not wear the mask for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, the Hollywood Hotline neon lip sign is kind of you know, phenomenal. And I would be so happy if I could get to have that as well. Uh, it's like, oh man, it's like everything I've ever wanted in like one neon sign. I, I love it so much. It's pink and it's cute and has uh, lips anyway. on it. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I want that so bad. Okay. It's such a thing of the time too. I know. Um, so the thing that I forgot to write on my list that I really want is his like mobile, like voice changing oh, yeah, yeah. thing. Letty, and he wears it on his shoulder, I think. Right. Yeah. I want that. Awesome. <laughs> do you want it if it works or if it doesn't work like i, I want it to work you want it if to it work? doesn't work mm. can i give you a fun fact right now it doesn't work does it that voice was his voice wow he made that voice so i saw there was a documentary on on the blu-ray i watched it about oh, a year ago so the details are a little fuzzy but they were originally going to use the kind of um the speaking devices that that um, smokers use when they can't talk anymore, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because of the nature of the device, it didn't express emotion. It was very monotone, and that's not what sure. they wanted. They wanted his octave to change and all that. So he just Kip Niven just did the voice. It's like, well, how about this on his own? And by the way, he can do it on command. He did it in the interview. He's just talking. He's like, so I did this, and. They were happy. So that's his, that was his creation. That was his voice. That was his idea. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and just shows you what a great actor that Kip Niven was, right? Serious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just hate to break your heart. It never worked. <laughs> but it was Damn. a great idea, but it didn't work for what they wanted to accomplish. Well, if I had it, then what I would do is I would take a recording of his voice yes. and I would I would set it up so that it would play that on a loop. See, that would be great. So I'll do that. Evil. Exactly. <laughs> I can't even do it. Sorry, I Kip. I've I have insulted your work. I apologize. That's all you that's all you, man. But we He's looking beautiful. down on me and smiling. From the afterlife going, 
Oh man, really? <laughs> I think you'd be flattered. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Instead of, oh girl, <laughs> you'll never be me. I know. I know. No. Yeah. Okay. Another thing I had <laughs> on my list. These are two kind of like throwaway items. I think they would be cool. Is Blaze's studded choker. Love it. It was really cool. Yeah. I've always loved that look ever since A Nightmare on Elm Street 4 with Debbie. Mm -hmm. I always loved it. So when I saw her wearing one, I was like, yes. <laughs> Do you have anything um, else? I have two other like really random things. Uh, the other one's the super random too. Okay. So I just have to throw out my most random one. Um, I want the mustache. <laughs> His little mustache that he yep. puts on, he like takes it out. Yep. He literally has it in his hand, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna get that because he, you know, it's a prop. He has it. He puts it on. You know, um, that could have one best hair too. I know it could have. <laughs> that's one where I was like, where would I want to put it? And I was like, yeah. no, I want that in my house somewhere. I I would just stick it on things. You the know, studded choker almost made fashion. It could be both. Yeah. Right. Um, the um, only other thing I noted was the bloody white heel. Oh, that's a good one. I'm sorry I didn't pick that up. I like that. Okay. This is so weird and so random. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Girl. Okay. I would love Blaze's TV monitor where she's watching the New Year celebrations. <laughs> would you have it playing? If possible, I doubt it works anymore. Probably not. But because it's such an old TV little mm -hmm. monitor thing. But golly i loved it and it's such a thing of the time and of those huge tube tvs and yeah. i loved it if i could get it playing the the new year celebrations on a loop from all the time zones that would be swell be so cool <laughs> so funny yeah like i said so random what it's awesome though and it is really of the time i get it yeah for sure okay epic line boy next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking mark twain shit because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone can i go can i go can i go go for it <laughs> okay i'm so excited okay <laughs> so i have three same um, okay good my number three comes towards the beginning of the movie my second runner-up happens when blaze is just taking the stage and she's doing her intro to her show on my list too i love the music in the background it's so good and she opens it up i think we need to open up our shows like this sometimes hi babes it's time to slam down and get even yeah boil your hair <laughs> we need to recreate that next year for new year's 
That'd be so cute. That made my list too. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Ugh, I loved it so much. That was the first thing I wrote down, obviously, because it does happen in the beginning of the movie, but I was loving it the whole time. My first runner-up, my number two, comes not too long after that. And it's basically, you know, when our, our fake doctor is seducing our real nurse. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm Jeff Winters. I'm sorry I'm late. They sent me over from county. Temporary help, they said. Oh, we can sure use you. We're very short-handed, what with the holiday and all. I'm afraid I don't know my way around here yet. Well, I'll show you. Well, maybe this isn't going to be such a bad New Year's Eve after all. <laughs> hey, you brought your own music, huh? Yeah, I uh, always come well-equipped. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Those two. Oh, guys, stop. My winner is your favorite kill. Ooh. Take it away, Jesse. I can't do it like she does. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> you must think I'm really weird. Boy, whatever comes into your head comes right out of your mouth. <laughs> no, you're exactly the sort of girl I was hoping to meet in a place like that. That was the first time I was ever there, wasn't it, Lisa? Yes. Besides, we weren't looking to be picked up. We just wanted to party a little bit. <laughs> you know, TM, TA, Zen, all that don't mean doodly dee squat. When a girl doesn't have a date on New Year's Eve, She's in shit city. Yeah, she is. Was that your favorite line? Yeah. Mine too. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so that was my favorite line. It's so good. Actually, like her whole character, like I said, I'm I obsessed with our, our disco Stella girl. Like I, I love her so much. Um, even when she's explaining like the TM, you know, where she's like yep. transcendental meditation yes. and then she gets into and then I did TA and then <laughs> I was at Zen. It's a whole spiritual, you know, uh, journey or whatever. She said all good stuff. Um, so my favorite. And I love my, her voice. Her voice is super. Everything about her made me like happy as yes. fuck. Like I just love her and I want to be her so bad. Yes, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not even going to try to insult her by impersonating her because she was fantastic. It's like just. Play, play the line, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, it's got like a little Betty Boop kind yep. of like. Marilyn yes. Monroe a little bit. Yes. And I love it. I'm so for it. I wish. A little Kelly Maroney from yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh my in God. There. Yes. Yes. Her right. voice is just perfect. But anyway, so that was my favorite. Good. My second favorite was the, um, the bit from Blaze. And then I got one. I have one more that I can share. My second runner up. And it comes even even earlier in the movie it is 53 seconds in so go ahead jesse yeah okay tell them we're on our way for christ's sakes diane do you know what time it is ernie baby do me a favor drop a loot and relax huh relax <laughs> that ages it a little bit um and i thought that was just fun where she's like ernie baby do me a favor drop a loot and relax and it's like this age is this movie quite a bit. 
<laughs> Man, I haven't thought about Quaaludes for a long time. Yeah, this definitely oh. ages the movie. Like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, you know, just it just shows you, again, how much you were in sync. Our first two lines, same scenes. Yep. So, and I knew it, too. I said we were either yep. going to have one or two that were the same. Yep, me too. And I had a feeling it was going to be two. Um, and I had a feeling it was going to be those two. So awesome. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on the lewd line at all. It's 50. It's like less than a yeah. minute in. I don't think I was even watching the movie at that time stamp. I think I was just setting it up and getting my snack. I see. I had to go back. I had to because I I was still getting set up right, and then I heard that, and I was like, "Oh hell no!" Okay, and then I had to stop and go back, and I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess we're jumping right into this today." When that happens, you know it's going to be a fun one. I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a long episode." <laughs> well, that I had the same kind of feelings and experience with Dead End too. Epic line, thirty seconds in. Yep. <laughs> You're like, All right. It's going to be a lot of notes. Oh, man, so much fun. Now, it is time to talk about our acting, but before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. Diane, get behind me! No, it's not stopping! Do something, Jack! And another thing, how come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim for, for the, the head. head! What? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head! You heard them! Aim for the head! Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for actors. I know every face in here. I got a respect for the unknown actor. You know, I did not know every face in here at all. <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't know a lot of the cast. And some of them, I will say that I recognize some of the work that they've been in. And we'll, we'll talk about Roz in a minute, I'm sure. But <laughs> she, she was in um, episodes of like, some of the Everything. most iconic shows you could think of during the time. But, you know, that being said, I haven't seen those shows in quite a while, you know, since I was watching, like, the Classics channel, you know. Um, <laughs> so it has been a while since I've seen any of them. And she wasn't, like, a regular part. She was, right. like, a... But anyway, so there's a lot of actors like that in here where I, I know yeah. some of the things that they've been in, but I don't necessarily recognize them from it. That happened a lot with a lot of our cast members, both smaller cast members and larger cast members. They did so many guest spots on so many shows of yeah. the time. And I'll just like list off some of those shows as we go on with the, our names. Some of them I do remember because I did watch them regular. Okay, let's be honest. My mom watched them regularly right. when I was <laughs> a kid. So some of them I do remember 
watching them for sure because they were always on TNT, TBS, USA, all yeah. those channels mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So that's all that, you know, obviously jump right on in with Diane Blaze, played by Roz Kelly. Obviously, I think most people know her from Happy Days as Pinky Tuscadero. Who doesn't know Pinky? Yep. Do you know that she was only in like three episodes? And I think she's one of the most iconic guest characters on that show. Well, I actually, because like she's one of those where, like I just said, you know, she was in so many shows, like everything you can imagine. Happy Days for sure. I was like, oh, yeah, I know her from that. And then when I saw that she was only in a few episodes, I'm yep. like, feels like that was she was on there a lot more but i guess it was just a few she's just she was so iconic she was yeah. so iconic in that show and the character you know playing one of fonzie's girlfriends but everybody remembers pinky tuscadero for three yep. episodes and you know what good for you roz you created a character that was so damn unique that people always remember it and you were only on three episodes that is quite an accomplishment seriously it speaks to like the character that she yeah that she played mm -hmm. um do you have anything else for her again um you know i started to jot down some of the things she's been in and then it was just taking way too long because she's like i said she's seriously been in some of the most iconic shows of the time that you can think of she was in guest episodes of love boat starsky mm -hmm. and hudge mm -hmm. you know um Tons of hazard yeah oh yeah charlie's so, angels yeah basically every show you can think of from that time she was in an episode at least <laughs> yeah and you know who she reminds me of Hmm. She really, really reminds me of in, I don't know, in features, maybe it was this character. I'm not really sure. But somehow she reminds me of Annette Charles, who played Cha-Cha in the movie's version of Grease. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah, I could right. see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, she just, she has a very Annette feel for me. And yeah. by the way, R.I.P. Annette Charles passed away in like 2011, only 63 years old. Oh, that's so um, young. But I just loved her so much. And, and Roz always reminds me of her. Uh, well, Roz is awesome. I wish I knew her for more, you know. Same. Same. Okay. I have these like really out of order. Normally I have them in like based on their billing, but I don't know how I discovered that I put Ernie second. Okay. <laughs> Her manager. <laughs> uh, played by Jed Mills. Again, just like the other ones, he did shows like Eight is Enough, Lou Grant, The Incredible Hulk, TJ Hooker, Hill Street Blues, Simon and Simon, Night Court, and my favorite, Alf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else also he was also on like um I, I can't remember if it was one episode or a couple, but he was he had a Twin Peaks appearance. Yeah, always loved that. And he was in Casino, not a show, yeah. but great movie. Another movie that he was in is the movie version of My Favorite Year, and we all know I love oh. the musical version of that. So he yeah. was in that too. Next, I have Yvonne, our publicist, our beautiful, beautiful publicist. Her name was, is Alicia Donahue. Now, she really didn't have anything, anything to her credits. She only had maybe four credits, but yeah. her, her main credit, and I really want to see this, 
it looks like a documentary where she wrote, produced, and directed it. And it's called Belly Dance, A History in Art and was done in 1979, which leads me to believe that that she studied that art. Yeah. And um, again, like I said, um, David's uh, stepmom is an amazing, yeah. amazing belly dancer still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's crazy that she's still going um, and does that and it's great so I noticed that too about her credits and thought that looked really cool I really want to see this this doc it looks amazing so Mm -hmm. and I want to know more about Alicia like girl who are you yep (laughs) because she was great but yeah not not really in anything right Derek our son played by Grant Kramer I love Grant Kramer <laughs> I met Grant Kramer at Flashback Weekend uh, a year and a half ago, and he was lovely. Aww. He was so kind and so nice. He was the best. That's nice. He's got beautiful eyes. <sighs> he is. He's got a beautiful personality. He's so nice. He was so nice to everyone. I what I do at conventions is I sit back and I watch how people, celebrities, act towards their fans. You For know, sure. Not just my personal experience, but I like to watch how they interact with everyone. And he was so kind to everyone. So I just loved him. And of course, I know we already talked about him in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But I mean, I could never get tired of talking about Grant. Yeah, he's great. Again, um, I mostly know him from Killer Clowns, um, but love him in that, of course. There is something that was done last year that I really want to see called... Willie's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage and Beth Grant. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen that one yet, but it's been on my list for a while because it looks bonkers. And um, I like when I like when um, Nicolas Cage goes like bonkers. I really liked like Mandy and <laughs> it's what he does best. Yeah, it is what he does best. I love <laughs> when he's going bonkers. <laughs> yeah, that was only last year. So it's pretty mm-hmm. new. I didn't know it existed until I read this credit and I oh. have to see it. Have to see it. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing about it for a while, so it's on my list. And also New Year's Evil was Derek's first role. I'm sorry, Derek. Sorry, Grant's first role. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been doing a lot in my head with our characters. Sometimes I call them by their character names, and sometimes I'm calling them by their real names. Yeah. Oops. I understand. Yeah. Richard Sullivan, played by Kip Niven. He's our husband slash killer aka jeff winter in the hospital scene i mean mm-hmm. he had so many aliases um he passed away just a couple of years ago in 2019 he was 73 years old he like the other cast members did our favorite old shows emergency ironside adam 12 marcus welby md um movies fire in the sky from 1978 mm-hmm. okay and a movie of the week. It was a two-parter with Shannon Doherty and Kevin Dillon called um, Gone in the Night. It was, you know, one of those based on a true story things. It was yeah. really good. Also, another movie of the week that I saw for the first time just, I don't know, two years ago called Deadly Vision. It was on Tubi, and I was all for it. Uh-huh. Anything to add? You know, sadly, I didn't really recognize him from anything other than like what you've already kind of said, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a bunch of the TV shows and stuff. But yeah, I wish I did. Me too. Sally, played by Louisa Moritz. She passed in 2019 at 82 years old. 
And the only thing that I really remembered her from was The Last American Virgin, which we did talk about. I think it was in our Friday the 13th Part 4 episode. Yeah, I recognized her from Up in Smoke. Um, love me some Jeech and Chong. Um, <laughs> and uh, she was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It has been so long since I've seen that. It's been a while for me, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So long, so, so long that I really don't remember details. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, rem- I need I need to revisit that for sure. Yeah, I don't fully remember her from it because mm-hmm. she doesn't have a huge part in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember a lot from the movie, but not specifically her, but she's in it. I don't remember a whole lot from the movie, which tells me I need to watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. So I only have a few more smaller parts, and I had reasons that I um, picked these out. So first of all, our nurse, uh, played by Taffy O'Connell. Okay. Again, like with all of our others, she did those iconic shows, Incredible Hulk, um, Happy Days. Apparently, she did a pilot with Raw, uh, Roz. It was a Pinky Tuscadero pilot. I don't know what happened to it. I guess it didn't take. I know. That would have been she, so fun. She was supposed to get, Pinky was supposed to get a spinoff. Aww. Ah, I feel cheated. Yeah. So cheated. Anyhow. Uh, she did Wonder Woman. She did Beretta. She did Starsky and Hutch. But she did a movie from 2003, which I must find. I must find. This movie looks so good. It's called Dismembered. Ooh. I, I must find this movie. It has such a great cast in it. And she's in it. So I got to track this down. Anyway, who has seen Dismembered from 2003? Let me know. Tell me what you thought and where I can get it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds awesome. And again, our nurse, she was so great. I loved her so much. She was awesome. I didn't really recognize her from anything, but she right. was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I got to find Dismembered now. I'm on a mission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Chris Wallace played Lieutenant Clayton. He had one thing that I recognized. I've talked about it over and over again. He was in an episode of First and Ten. I recently went on a binge of that entire show within the last year, and... I still adore it, but that was awesome. all I had for him. Um, Michael Frost played Larry. He was in a movie called X-Ray. Oh, you've talked about this. I have. Got to watch this movie. We got to do this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Also, E.L. Woody, he's credited as a biker. He was also in X-Ray, and he was in two episodes of Entourage. Hmm. And let's see here. Okay, the last one I have, again, these are our smaller characters, but the one credited as Punk in Car, okay, played by Richard Israel. So he played Geekman in Safe by the Bell. Oh. Okay. He was in one of the Police Academy movies. He was on the Mission to Moscow, which starred our friend Charlie. Okay. Okay. He was also in Billy's version of Piranha. Yay. <laughs> I know. So he has shared the screen with some of our buddies. So nice. I had to mention him. That's all I have for our cast. I mean, they credited so many people, but again, I didn't recognize them. They were a lot of one and dones, but I love that. Yeah. There's only, there is actually one other person I notated 
His name is John Green, and he played a like a sergeant, Sergeant mm-hmm. Green. Um, <laughs> and um, he, uh, I guess, he had a really teeny tiny part in Maniac Cop. So, all right, definitely got to give a shout out to that because I love Maniac Cop. I actually almost just um, rewatched it the other day because it's been a while. So now, now that I'm reminded, I'm gonna have to rewatch that soon. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. I loved looking at our cast on this one because looking at all the things they've done, it really brought me back to my childhood. Oh, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. they were on like the most iconic shows of that time that you can like like think of. They were. <laughs> Good for them, man. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cinematography. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Our cinematographer on this one is Thomas E. Ackerman. He has done movies such as Scary Movie 4, Anchorman, Dickie Roberts, Christmas Vacation, <laughs> Beetlejuice, and Back to School. Oh, he's done some funny ones. He also did this cheerleading movie. I don't know. Have you seen it? Fired Up? No, I haven't, but I love cheerleader movies. I've okay. seen that one. This technical title is Fired Up, but on the movie cover, the F is big and the U is big and all the other letters are small. So I always think of it as F-U. that's fun (laughs) yep it's a great movie it's so much fun it used to be on Tubi I don't know if it still is but if you're in the mood for a fun laugh and are in the mood for that like early 2000s type of comedy definitely check it out you won't be sorry I promise awesome all right thoughts on cinematography Jamie yeah so like overall um overall i thought it looked really good um i like their use of like pans again like i said i hate when like movies cut too much and it's like just chop 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 so this one actually let you sit with scenes okay Mm -hmm. which should happen just putting it out there Mm -hmm. um okay so i liked that um every scene for the hollywood hotline i liked how it looked like i like how it was laid out i liked how the color looked um some like specifics that I really liked. I liked when um, our disco girl's friend is walking down the alley, finds her shoe, you know, finds another shoe. Um, I like how that whole thing shot, um, kind of like a hallway, outdoor hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like how it looked when he was our bad guy is in the car and the bike gang comes up around him. There's like shots of him in the car, shots of the guys. Just the whole thing looked really cool. Um, and then I think my two of my favorite shots cinematically, there's the shot of our girl Blaze on the stretcher at the end. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's kind of the camera's like low. Um, so you're kind of like at her stretcher like level. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else looks really big and she's kind of being put into the ambulance. I really liked how that looked. And then there's a moment when Derek has like that red nylon over his face. Yes. <laughs> he's pulling apart the red roses so like just color wise um it looked beautiful so that i would love like a like a still of that and have him sign it you know i saw in an interview that was the scene that he interviewed for and he brought a red nylon in and did it like like acted it out and he was hired on the spot well, yeah, he brought his own prop. He, he was ready yep. to go. No one else had to audition. He was hired right then and there. They're like, you brought the red nylon with you? You are in, man. But they made the right choice. He's great. Oh, he is great. He is great. He also said that in this interview that people go to him and, and you know, comment on his acting and his whisper of, 
of a voice in this. I think it's an acting choice. And he said, no, it's because I was scared. Oh, <laughs> you know, being the so first cute. movie and all. Yeah, he was nervous. Of <laughs> but course. It worked. It yeah, worked. it worked for his character. And he was great in this. He looked like a kin doll. Like his face is oh so beautiful. Isn't he cute? Yes, he's so Just cute. Just want to take him home. I know. His eyes are gorgeous. Yeah. You know what else I really loved is I loved, um, I don't think you said this, but I love when Blaze is getting pulled up the elevator shaft. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's so um, suspenseful. And I just, I really liked how it looked. It was great. You're, you're seeing her from behind and she's just whoop, zipping right up. Mm -hmm. And you know what else this movie kind of reminded me of? Looks wise, mm -hmm. and I know it's because of the band. Okay, Dead End Drive-In. That's I I totally noted that too because they go to a drive-in. They go to, and um, there's like a horror movie playing. Yeah, um, which is funny because I think they say it's Blood Feast, but it's not like the Herschel Gordon right. Lewis Blood Feast. It's like a different movie. But yep. um, my first thing that I went to was Dead End Drive-In. I was like, same because oh they have like punk kids too. You know, yes. driving new driving wave. around the new wave yeah. punks. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, thank God, thank God, I'm not the only one that thought that. Oh no, because it has like that. It has like that. Um, like music, like rock and roll, is basically like a huge element of this movie. Um, and it it shows in like the characters' fashion and their makeup and everything. Yep. Same thing with this movie, and same thing with Dead and Driven. So I saw the similarities pretty quickly. I was like, oh, okay, I see. Good, good, mm -hmm. good. Because I thought it was just me. Um, no. Unfortunately, unlike with Dead and Driven, there are no silver nips though. There are no silver nips. Mm -mm. I was missing the silver nips. Hey, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I know is because of Steve. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> he won the game of what the hell is Summer talking yes. about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Special effects. It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. I don't really have a lot for effects on this one. You know, this morning I panic wrote, I, I had zero special effects notes in my original notes. I'm going to say too. that first of all. I went through, I looked for my little SE, you know, to signify that it was a special <laughs> effect note and there were none. So this morning I wrote, uh, not a lot of blood elevator plummet, um, but that's cinematography, special effects. I didn't know, but yeah, there's not a lot of, not a lot of special effects in this one, not particularly gory. Right. Um. But, I mean, it, it still looked good. It didn't need it. The reveals were nice, although they weren't necessarily, like, um, like a big special effects moment, you know, like right. some are. Right. But I wasn't missing anything either. You know, where sometimes yeah. the movie is so dull and so boring, you just need some blood to, to liven it up. I didn't yes. feel that at all for this. So it was fine. No. There's some movies where I'm like, eh, not bloody enough, not gory enough. But this one, you know. Halloween ends. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Jeez. If you're Among not going to have a other... good story, you need to have good blood. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you couldn't even give us that. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. You did our boy dirty, too. And then you give us, like, no blood? Okay, well. Yeah, give us nothing. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I digress. <laughs> I don't think this movie needed those hardcore special effects that we love i think it was perfect as it is and i know they didn't do it because of budget reasons i'm sure but it didn't need it it's not lacking no mm -mm. wasn't a problem for me nope 
Okay. My favorite time for this episode, aside from fashion, is going to be music. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, okay, so I'm going to let you just go and tell me all about this band because I knew that you were yes. going to look into them right yes. away. But before we get into that, I will just say, of course, loved that we had a band playing throughout this movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I actually really like my – I like early punk rock from the mm -hmm. 70s and early 80s a Same. lot. And I love um, – I love – punk bands from that time that like incorporated a little bit of new wave or even disco i mean blondie did this a lot and i love me some blondie i have an autograph or i have a photo of debbie right up in my living room actually um so i will say i loved the tunes a lot and then just a quick note on the composition i said shocky synth um funky bike chase um, so there was some funkiness and some synth in the score that I liked, but I will let you take this category away now. Okay. Well, first of all, my composition note was strange synth piano. So, so we got synth. Not quite sure which part of the movie that was, but I paid special attention to that. Our composer, mm -hmm. first of all, two of them, W. Michael Lewis and Lauren Ridner. They did also did Blood Beach with John Saxon. Okay, so, awesome. Had to mention that, of course. I just watched Blood Beach again for the first time in several years, and I, I still like it. I'll need to, like, give it a watch now. It's um, on YouTube, guys. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Now, I don't know why, because the music is not the same, but it gave me the same happy feels that we got out of Four Out of Five Doctors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That was my first note. I said, oh, this is this makes me feel like four out of five doctors did for your first episode with us ever. Yep. So I actually in my head thought about the double billing, you know, that it would yeah. be that band and this band yes. um, playing like a horror movie yes. show. Yes. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Yes, please. This one actually had two bands mm -hmm. credited. Um, we have. Okay. I always in my notes, I called them just shadow but their full title i guess is rock band shadow oh okay that's how they're credited in all their songs so i think their title is actually the three words and then the other band is made in japan mm -hmm. our songs included when i wake up simon bar sinister temper tantrum headwind gold-hearted lover Oddling Zine, of course. Mm -hmm. Dumb Blondes, The Cooler, Suicide Ways, and of course, New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. What was your favorite song? Okay, aside from New Year's Evil, because obviously it's amazing, of the other ones. Well, that was my favorite one, just because it's like so perfect for the holiday. Um, I'm going to oh, play geez. it every New Year's. I know, me too. Now I'm trying to think. Um... I can't remember what it was called, but um, it, it's basically like the first, and I don't know which band it is either, but the first song that they're playing when we first see them on Hotline, um, on Hollywood Hotline, but I don't I don't remember what it was. Hmm. I don't either. We'll have to check that one yeah. out. Um, my favorite is actually coming, okay, New Year's Evil is my favorite, obviously. I'm going to play it every New Year's and probably throughout the year as well. But I really loved Made in Japan's Dumb Blondes. I got stuck in my head after I saw it. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> I want this whole soundtrack. I wonder if there's a vinyl. I bet there is. There has to be. It's, it's a good. It's be. got like a ton of songs on it. So it's such a good soundtrack movie. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Yep. This and Halloween Part Five also had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Aging. Stand the test of time. Oh, yeah. 1980. <laughs> 1980. This movie is from 1980, period. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up. Though, I'll be honest, I did think it was a little bit later in the 80s. I honestly, I mean, and I honestly did too, you know, where I was like, oh, wow, this is like baby 80. Like, this is 80. Yeah. Just 80. Um, I thought it would be, I thought it was definitely more like 84 or something Same. like that. Same, for 80, sure. 84 was my guess, but yeah, a little earlier. Yeah, I was um, surprised. Obviously, the the hair, the clothes, the little voice recorder thing that he has that he's carrying, the voice thing. Yeah, there's a lot of giveaways on this one. Oh, yeah. The whole movie is a giveaway, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing in it that would tell you anything different. Nope. Okay. No confusion there unless you were like <laughs> – the only way you would confuse this for not an 80s movie is if you were like asleep during it. And even then, what you're hearing would tell you that it's the 80s. Yes. Everything. The the dialogue. The yeah. music. Yeah. Everything. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching the movie actually right now in the background on my TV. I'm looking at that that phone. It was blue. It was oh, like yeah. Nancy Thompson blue. You know, oh, that's what I thought too. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Moving on. Twist. It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. Take it away, Jamie. All right, so this one is not as long as my list usually are. I only started gathering twists towards more towards the end of the movie, but I'll tell you what I have. All right, our killer wants to be famous. Shit, killer is Blaze's hubby. Uh, Richard was in the crazy house. Um, hey, her boy earned his acting role all by himself. And then... Her son is now taking the torch. Derek is taking the torch. He's putting on the mask. Yep. And honestly, you get hints that the son is a little bit off too early on within, well, when he starts putting on the stocking, honestly. Yeah. And then he takes the pill, like he has the pills that are by his glass. There's a mm -hmm. shot of that. And then like just his face gives you hints throughout where you're like, mm, her boy is a little not okay. Yep. He obviously inherited that from daddy. Yeah. That Apple combined with the, the loveless relationship he had with mom just made him snap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I kind of liked it. Like, it wasn't. It did drag a couple of times for me, but not a whole lot. It wasn't unbearable like some movies are. Yeah, pacing was good for me. I don't really have any complaints. I feel like um, I, I didn't jot them down specifically. There were a couple points that I kind of glazed over just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had to play a couple parts over just because I was zoning out. But I don't know if that was the movie or just me that day. <laughs> 
right. probably just me that day. But yeah, o- overall pacing was good. You know, the way that the story progressed, um, the little that fun twist, you know, where it's like the audience, we see the killer. We know who he is, but we don't know who he right. is until later. And they did a really good job of how they set that up. Yep. And I loved our, I love, okay. I love it how it's revealed to Blaze, too. Mm-hmm. Um, where now we know everything. We thought we knew everything, but then now we really know everything. And and we're just waiting. We know this is bad. She doesn't know yet. And we're just waiting. And the suspense in that was done really well in our pacing, I thought. Yeah, totally. Right? So good. So can we have a font talk? Yeah. Join me in my world of fonts. Right away, saw the opening credits. By the way, our opening credits came, what, five, eight minutes in? Oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like, there was like a full like thing before it. (laughs) Yep. But I loved it. And it was well worth the wait because that New Year's evil font that was all in caps and had like jagged edges and it really fit with the music too if a font could ever fit with the music this is it i was so into it yeah honestly like i'm glad you brought it up because like i remember making a note of it and being like i just i would love to use that font for something like it's got like it's just got such a cool look to it um it's very eye-catching so i would like to use that font for what i don't know exactly Probably my scary New Year's evil party that I would throw. But um, it's like rocking and so cool. (laughs) I'm all aboard for a scary New Year's evil party. Wouldn't that be fun? The best. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one who loved it. Oh, no, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Scary. (laughs) I mean, nah. No. Nah. No, period. Nah, <laughs> period. <laughs> this one wasn't scary. Um, They did have some good suspense, though, you know, yeah. points. I mean, I did think um her elevator plunge. Elevators oh. kind of freaked me out a little bit, you know, yep. because, man, I just think, like, the thought of being, like, somebody using an elevator as a weapon for your of destruction on you is, like, totally scary because an elevator would fuck you up. Sure would. So, but I mean, you know, there's a little suspense there. Elevator would be horrible to be dragged on, but I mean, not a super scary movie for us. Yeah. Um, elevators have freaked me out ever since I saw The Omen Part 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's this really good elevator crash followed by our guy getting cut in half by a wire crashing down on him. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been a little freaked by elevators. Not enough so that I avoid taking them, but every time I get into one, I automatically think of that guy from Omen Part 2. Yeah, you have a little thought, you know, where you're like, "Mm, this will be fine, but man, when it does not go right, it goes really wrong. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's the scariest part for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Elevators. (laughs) Elevators. Mm -hmm. Story. Tell us the story. What story? Yours. I liked it. Very fun. Again, um, you know, it's kind of like you don't really see a lot of movies in general that are so based around like essentially like a concert, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always like when 
rock music is like a part, a, a central part of the plot. There's only a few I can kind of think of like that, but thought it was really fun. The other thing I really liked about the story, other than like the twist they gave us, which was really fun. Um, I also love the fact that they're celebrating like midnight on all the time zones. I yes. thought that was really cute. I liked it too. Yeah. I, again, I love most about our story is kind of what I love most about the twist is that we see the face of our killer right away. There's no mystery. That's not a masked killer. There's, he's not in the shadows. We know who the guy is, but then that twist at the end where he's, he's the husband. They keep talking about the dad. They keep talking about, Oh shit. Yeah. That part was amazing for me. I just loved it. It was a great payoff. Totally. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. Do you have taglines? I sure do. Taglines. <laughs> All right. We have two today. And they're, okay. both, pre- they're both not bad. Um, our first one is a celebration of the macabre. Oh. It's all right. Um, again, I say they're okay. They're... I just better. don't know if that fits. You know what I mean? Either. It's not that macabre. Like, I like it. Really it isn't. I just don't think it fits. Agreed. It's not like they're at like a haunted house. You know what right. I mean? I mean, the only like there's not really macabre anyway. There's a killer. I don't really think that necessarily means macabre. But right. the other one, which I think is a better option, although it reminds me of another movie. Um, it's this New Year's. You're invited to a killer party. <laughs> it reminds me of another movie but would that movie be called killer party yeah <laughs> also a holiday movie though though it's april I Fool's day i know so i was like wait i was like what holiday is killer party and i'm like it's not new year's <laughs> it's not but it's so much fun and there's also a rock band in that i know that's why i was like wait a minute now i'm now i'm like seeing it yeah killer so i party- have to opens with a music video <laughs> yep yep so um i guess i have to give it to that one although it just makes me think of killer party it's true <laughs> you know honestly this came before killer party so yeah yeah they led the way they did amazing okay overall movie rating last christmas i gave you my heart now i want eyeballs okay can i just say um i want to give this one two two ratings okay okay i want to give it a new year's rating because our our selection of new year's movies are not that big kind of like thanksgiving it's so Mm -hmm. the the ones i've seen it's not that that heavy and then an overall rating of all horror in general Okay, you go first so I can think of my two ratings. Perfect. Okay, so overall, I think I'm going to give this movie a good solid seven. I think it's terrific. I think it's entertaining. It's fun. It's a classic, even though I thought I had seen it way before I actually had. This is now, over the last couple of years, been my annual New Year's Eve watch. Okay. On my New Year's rating. Okay, so we got Terror Train, we got Bloody New Year, and we got this one. Can you think of any other New Year's movies? Um, uh, the only one I can think of is like 
it's like a Hulu original movie. It's one of those like in the dark series or whatever with oh. um Yeah, and it's called New New Year New Me. Oh. And I'll it's have to about, check it out. Yeah. Um it was okay. I've only seen it once. I'd have to watch it again. I was only half paying attention to it, I feel like. But <laughs> all the time you for know, me. It, it's about a group of like female friends who've had kind of like a falling apart and they're reuniting, you know, around New Year's and things things go a little off. But oh, I like I'll just it. leave it at that. So we'll have we'll have to try that one for uh for I meant to suggest it. So maybe next time we'll do that. Yes. For but that's the only other one I can think of. Yes. Let's make a note so we don't forget. Next year yes. when we're try we're struggling yes. <laughs> to find movies. So <laughs> I mean I have so much nostalgia for the other two is the problem. Right? Because the other two, I love me some bloody New Year, even though it doesn't technically take place on New Year's. Only part of it right. takes place on New Year's. And Terror Train, I mean, fantastic. So, like, on the New Year's scale, this one's probably going to get a five. Again, that could change as more New Year's movies come into our life. Sure. Let's see. So um, overall rating, I was going to give it just a solid seven as well. Um, it's a really, really fun movie. Um, like I said, you don't really get a lot of them that are like that heavy with like rock kind of music, which mm -hmm. I think is fun. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like New Year's movies go, you know, if I had to pick a favorite one currently, it would be Terror Train. Mm -hmm. um, love that movie. That's like my ultimate go to for New Year's. Um I think, you know, honestly, I think it's going to stay around a seven for me for, awesome. for New Year's movie two. Terrific. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Fun facts. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. I got some fun ones here, okay? Uh, this movie was shot in 18 days, first of all, on a $600,000 budget. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I've talked about this already. It was released 12 days before New Year's Eve 1980. Okay. Maybe this is why I always confused it with Christmas Evil. TCM, uh, Turner Classic Movies, pairs this one with Christmas Evil for their holiday-themed slasher double feature. Fun. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't a fun fact, but I I found it delightful. Quote from Kip Niven, you know, who plays our killer. Mm -hmm. He said in our interview for the Blu-ray, so this was a recent interview within the last seven years, I have great affection for this movie. Ah, sweet. So he really, really liked this movie that wasn't one of those actors who just was like, Ugh, I hate that movie that I did once upon a time, but everyone loves and keeps bringing up. No, he really, really enjoyed this movie. Oh, and, that makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fun movie and it's got a good following. So exactly. Yeah. And he loved it and he appreciated that. So Aww. I appreciated that about him and makes me like him even more. Same. The name of the actress who played Jane, our nurse, is spelled correctly in the opening credits, but spelled incorrectly in the closing credits. Oh, no. You got to get the names right. I know. In journalism, that's one of the number one, like, sins, like, that you could commit is you do not get a person's name wrong. 
No. Like you, you, you verify the spelling. If I'm if I'm telling you my name is Jamie, I have to ask you, how do you spell it? If you're telling me your name is Kathy, I need to know, is it a C or a K? Does it end in an I? Like, you never know. Like, people have unusual. Anyway. E-Y-E-E. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. It's true. Yeah. Jesse. Mm-hmm. E-I-E-E-E. Yep. <laughs> there could be a Y at the end. You know, I've, there could be an I. I've had, I've had, Um, so that's a huge pet peeve of mine because there are so many ways to spell it. But typically, if... If you're a guy, Jesse, you typically spell it just J-E-S-S-E. And it's funny that more often than not, people default to the misspelling as opposed to without the I. So I so it got to a point in my life where I was literally telling people, like when they're like, what's your name? And it looks like they're about to write it down. I'm like, Jesse, no I. And they still get it wrong. It's, it's yeah. So anyway. And they you tell them and they still get it. You had one job. One job. <laughs> Got to get that right. Got to get the name right. Seriously. And, oh, well, that's all I have for fun facts. Fun. Okay. It is time for shout outs. First and foremost, obviously, and always, we have to shout out our Patreons, Mike, John, Daryl, Bill. And there was much rejoicing. Oh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us every single month. You are the best. You guys rule. The best. And rock. You guys rock because this is a rock and roll movie. Definitely. Yep. You know who who else rocks? Who? Clark. Oh, Clark rocks. She's rather good. They're very good, actually. Clark is very good at what he does, which is art. Mm -hmm. Artist Clark. Oh, we love you, girl. That's Asperia. What? It's so good. Seriously, the detail on that thing, every time I zoom in closer to it, I'm seeing like more detail. Like he, thank you, Clark. It's beautiful. Um, just again, so much, so much attention to detail in that, in that image. It's crazy. I want that image, but I want our faces replacing. <laughs> I know, right? I know because I've always wanted to be Susie. So, you know. <laughs> I've always wanted to be anybody in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's the best. Uh, man, so good. Uh, and of course, our author David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. Wouldn't it be great if David did a New Year's horror book? He needs to. That would be really cute and fun. I would have so much fun with that. Okay, David, Man. we've I know we've given you a list of tasks of books, storylines you have to do. Add this to it. Yes. <laughs> You'll never get writer's block again, thanks to us. <laughs> I know, because I'm like, didn't we just say this like recently? Something else you needed to do, but a I don't know what it was. Yeah. A few times we have said it. We just keep saying it. So yeah. we're just going to keep throwing you ideas until one sticks, okay? <laughs> Add that one to the list, Okay. <laughs> Dolls of Horror wish list for David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, of course, we have to shout out our amazing, awesome listeners um, who are celebrating New Year's Eve with us this year, obviously by listening. Thank you. You guys are the best. We wish you a happy and healthy New Year. We love you so much, man. And we can't wait to see you again. I know. It's going to be a great year with you guys. It's going to be a fantastic year. Last but not least, we have to bring on producer Jesse. 
Hello again. <laughs> Jesse, have you ever seen New Year's Evil? I haven't seen it, but I I especially cracked up when Jamie said the very matter of fact, this movie was made in 1980 <laughs> because it very much <laughs> it very much was from the little bit that I was uh, grabbing and I had the same reaction when I grabbed the line about the like take a loot and just relax. Relax. Yeah, I'm I like, I'm like, that's a word I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> I remember, Same. I remember Dennis Leary making jokes about uh, lewds. So I mean, like yeah. back in the '90s. But I um, actually paused and like had to tell David, I'm like, okay, this ages the movie because nobody talks about lewds anymore. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I have not seen. Wasn't it. there a Fast Times at Richmond High lewd joke? I think it came from Spicoli, obviously. Yeah. I think it was. Along the lines of something like people on lewd shouldn't drive or something like something that. Like that. Yeah. Something like that. Am I am I hallucinating? Did that happen? You know, I'm making that, it up. That sounds familiar to me. Making it up, but that, that's what my brain wants to say. People on lewd should not drive. Yeah. Sounds right to me, but sorry, Jesse, I interrupted. Go no, on. No, you're fine. <laughs> but um and um I thought I would I thought I would spice it up a little bit um, and 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 get a little. Let's get a little. Let's get a little promo reading music. So let's uh, let's bust Ooh. this one out again. So, but yes, I just want to thank all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com with all of our episodes, interviews, and merch. You can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out and say hi, give some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can at the Dolls of Horror at yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at the Dolls of Horror, where you can access our entire back catalog, where we keep all of our yet-to-be-released episodes and content. And in addition, you'll get a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt in the style of your choice, which you can check out on our website, or simply follow the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Jamie, I have one more follow-up question for you. Sure. Of all of Daddy's disguises, what was your favorite? Oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like it's such a cop-out, but the last um, that last mask is really, really good. But I also kind of like him as Dr. Daddy. I'm going to go with Dr. Daddy. <laughs> you know, I really like the last, the last Daddy because the mask was fantastic. So good. Wasn't he wearing like a, a – um, a preacher collar at some point he was wearing a preacher collar at one point that's when he was like um he killed a biker i think yeah. when he was the priest right priest see see how religious i am right I, now i don't know what the difference is so i could be totally right. wrong <laughs> yeah i think i think daddy daddy is my uh <laughs> winner father daddy i don't know <laughs> father, da father daddy father daddy yes i'm going with daddy daddy <laughs> It would be my would be my ultimate winner just because, you know, while the mask is brilliant, he's a very handsome man. He is. That's why I ultimately picked Dr. Daddy, because you can see his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the face. Yeah. I was just... Oh, Father Daddy, I have sinned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. Well, this is the best way to wrap up New Year's Eve if I've ever had one. I think so. Okay. 
<laughs> happy New Year's, everybody. We love you, and we can't wait to see you again. Hope you're happy, healthy, and safe out there, whatever you're doing. And with that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I like when I like when um, Nicolas Cage goes like bonkers. <laughs> it's what he does best. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! I'm my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah, I think I think Daddy Daddy is my uh. <laughs> <laughs> Winner, father, daddy. I don't know. <laughs> father, daddy. Father, daddy. Father, yes. <laughs> I'm going with daddy, daddy. <laughs> it would be my. should not drive. I'm getting hot over, I'm getting hot attack, I'm getting hot